This is a Wild Gate Production Podcast. You're listening to the Old School Blues Podcast. The Old School Blues Podcast. We're at episode number 10. Vince sitting alongside Glenn. And Vince knows how to count. And Crispy. How's it going? Uh, metaphorically sitting beside us. Well, you know, whatever. Yeah. We're still sitting next to each other virtually. How's that? In the virtual world, anybody can sit next to each other, and that's as far as I'm going to take it. Okay, now we're on to a new show here. Uh, we're going to sit back this week and uh, talk a little bit about bringing in or inspiring role-playing in your games. A lot of times some games are flat and it's just full of combat and you have people sitting at the table and they don't like to role-play. Sounds like last Saturday's game. Was it that bad at your game, Glenn? No, it really wasn't. Oh. It felt a little bit, that's all. Well, what, what, what were you experiencing at your game? Were people just not responding to your role-playing? or? I think it was my ennui. Your ennui? My ennui. Okay. E-N-U-I. Oh. The ennu- it was my ennui. Oh, yeah, that that uh, that sausage that they use in Jambalaya, right? No, not yeah, andui. Ennui <laughs> sausage? No, no, no. I'm no. not andui. No, it just, it, it was, I mean, they were having fun and all that stuff, but I was kind of like, uh, I could be doing something else somewhere else. Ooh. When I start feeling like that, I think there's something wrong with the game. And then I go back and I say, well, what's going on? What were you playing? Uh, Astonishing Swordsmen and Sorcerers of Hyperborea. Say that three times fast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was get, we were all getting our Conan on, basically. Um, uh-huh. And uh, I think it started when one of the players at the beginning said, you know, I read through the rules, but I looked at the world, and it doesn't feel like Hyborea. Where's this? Where's that? Where's the other? It's like, well, this isn't like exactly Hyborea. It's Hyperborea. Yeah, you know they can't put the exact stuff in there, and it's like, but it didn't really feel, and it's just, and that just sort of kind of brought me down a bit during oh. the game. Well, you don't need to. Drist would never hang out in the moonshades. Oh, He's boy. too busy in the slippery <laughs> marches. Well, it wasn't that bad. Why would, he, but... why would he? Why would a ranger of Icewind Dale be in the southwestern part of Faerun? It doesn't make sense. Oh yes. Worst campaign ever. It's like going to a Star Trek movie. I just can't believe they made Picard wear that uniform. Did you notice that the patches were off? And he wasn't supposed to sit like that when he's in the captain's chair. It's like, give me a break. <laughs> Maybe he had hemorrhoids. Who knows? No, right? Uh, so you like AD&D 2nd Edition, but no podcast to listen to? Guess what? We got the cure right here. I got a fever. And the only prescription... Is the Thaco's Hammer Podcast. You want me to put the hammer down? Join DMs Glenn, Brian, Corey, and Full On Gamer as they discuss, debate, and review the world of Second Edition AD. Yes. Go here. Give me a gin. Yeah, that's that's DM Corey ordering drinks. Sorry. 
Sorry, girlfriend's getting gin. Rules, modules, supplements, clones, everything 2E is fair game. Someone lied to you, and there's an opposed role, and oh, they won, so you believe the lie. I know, but I don't because I, the player, know that they lied to me. But mm -hmm. you, the character, have to act like you take the lie. So listen into a podcast where number two is number one. The Thaco's Hammer Podcast, the best damn second edition ADD podcast ever. You'll find it on iTunes or at thacoshammer.info. But yeah, okay, how to how to inspire role playing in your games, basically. So, uh, right? Yeah, a lot of times the props sometimes will help inspire a little bit of role play like if you hand someone a, like they're going for a quest and they find oh, a like scroll you go to a, like well you go like to an adult store and buy props and... not an adult store glenn yeah they'll never forget those props though uh you're right but a lot of times you're playing in a place you can't do that glenn that's true i that's play true. I, I well i'm actually at somebody's house now playing but every other week we do go to uh, a comic book store to play so i don't think bringing those type of props out would work too well at the comic book store you're probably right. Um, but there are various places, like you can go to Etsy and things like that, and you could buy a ton of stuff, props for games like scrolls and swords and uh, just these little things that you can hand out to your player. I know, Crispy, you were big on that at one point, handing out props at your gaming yeah, table. Yeah, uh, I used to love handing out, like, if there's, like, a letter in-game, like, uh, you know, like typing it up in, like, a swirly font. Uh, on like a piece of parchment paper or something like that. Um, for a while, I wanted to experiment with campaign coins. Like uh -huh. Paizo did that. You can probably get them cheaper off Etsy. Um, and then the thing I've been looking at recently, mm -hmm. what I've been really into, I don't think I'll ever do it because I already have one other super expensive hobby, um, <laughs> would be 3D dungeon terrain. Oh, yeah, with, you were talking about that. Yeah. With like little tiny like like bookshelves and like pedestals that have scrolls or like cursed books on them here's here's a little anecdote uh this last week i was at uh, i told you before i was at uh, vintage stock and found a couple of modules for first edition the sentinel and the gauntlet and inside one of the modules i found they printed out like you know they have handouts in there that you can like print out and hand out and stuff mm -hmm. but i also found this this handwritten note saying Danger, forces of evil gather. Come to me. Free the power to combat evil. Hasten or, or witness dire destruction. Await the coming of a bearing. I am the sentinel. Evil grows strong. Danger. And somebody actually wrote this out on, like, with a marker. Oh, wow. Fine <laughs> paper. I, that's what I love by you stuff, because you, you find stuff like that in the books all the time. And a lot of them are props. Could you send me that uh, photo of that so I can throw that up on the show notes? I'll, I'll scan it in and send it to you. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to throw that out so people can take a peek remember, at that. Remember I told you I bought my 2E a Player's Handbook? Yes. Rolled in there? Yes. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, or, the, the, or, that, or that time I bought, I forget what it was, one of the books, and they had the RPGA questionnaire in the back all filled out with the guy's name and address and everything. Oh, I have an old 3.5 uh, Player's Handbook <sighs> that definitely has... Uh, my first D&D character ever made written in the back. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you taught me, Glenn, because I, the best thing I've ever found was the Indiana Jones game, and someone someone statted up the Predator in there, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
I would read that like Dark Horse comic. I would read that Dark Horse comic in a second. I wasn't sure that you know Indiana Jones can handle the Predator, but whatever, you know. Look, if Danny Glover can fight the Predator, I'm pretty sure. That was a pretty weak movie, though. Yeah, true. Um, as far as making props, have you have you guys ever made them like other than stuff like that? Oh, other than stuff like what? Like like doing up notes or letters or something. Have you ever made any other kind of props? Uh, I did for my own self. Uh-huh. I made, uh, I was playing a, a wizard in Pathfinder, <gasps> and uh, I made my own magical orb. Ooh. Yeah, like, I went to Michael's and found, and, like, potion bottles as well, you know, fill them with yeah. Kool-Aid. Don't yeah. use, uh, like, Tropicana, like, uh, gallon juice. Why not? You want to uh-huh. use Kool-Aid. If you're ever going to put colored liquid, and you don't have food coloring on hand. Right. Um. You, you don't want to use something that, you know, actually contains, uh, like, living things in it, like, mm-hmm. a, like a lemonade or something like that. That has sugar. living? Yeah. Oh, sugar, okay. Well, the sugar is fine. Like, as long as it's just sugar and water, that's fine because it'll go real rank real fast. Do you yeah. like my scrying orb? Why's it got a goldfish in it? <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, I bought, um... Did you produce a monster, Crispy? <laughs> Have I have I produced a monster? What yeah, do I don't know. What, what what's living inside <laughs> these things that you're buying? Oh no, just like uh, it gets like rank. It's hard to explain, but it gets like nasty looking. Like, oh, like bacteria and stuff, you know? Yeah, like yeah, bits I'm... of stuff floating it. Like it gets like a uh, stringy. So if you're yeah, gonna like do it, you, like you use lemonade, you see bits of pulp in there or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like the Tropicana lemonade, though, like the stuff that comes in a a milk jug. No, oh, you're supposed to keep the refrigerator. Sugar and water with a little bit of, of lemon in, in it. it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got you there. Um, yeah, places like Michael's and Hobby Lobby are wonderful for getting yeah. props or making props. Yeah, like I have a collection of uh, minis <clears throat> that uh, uh, Tim and I made from, uh-huh. um, you know, just back in the day. He he really made them. He printed them out, and we, we assembled them together. But it's nice. just uh, some mosaic tiles that you can get at michael's for like a uh-huh. 25 for two bucks uh-huh. and then uh you know some some portraits printed on label paper to about the same size and then and then you cut them out stick uh-huh. them on like stickers and then you have your own minis oh Sounds nice like fun. very Man. nice i've also uh, uh totally forgot again oh at, over at my uh, friend jimbo's where we play a lot we've got a few things my Matt, Matt Evans, who who just goes nuts over making terrain and stuff like that, he actually made a mount, a part of a mountain for them to climb in a vertical area with platforms and stuff. Jeez. And I was like, I wasn't in the game, but I saw that. I go, you use that? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> and we also had, we also when when we play like say Savage Worlds, Fifty Fathoms, or Pirates or something like that, Jimbo's got a replica uh, musket. Oh wow. And I use that as DM. It won't fire, but Help the me. handle is heavy enough where I can bop somebody on the head if I need to. <laughs> hey, pay attention! Jeez. Uh, I just thought of, speaking of mountains, the thing I just thought of making is get some clay and uh, some dry ice yeah. and make, like, a science fair volcano. Oh, or, like, the, the, evil, the evil big bad evil guy, uh, his, his volcano layer. Uh-huh. The... <laughs> A uh, friend of mine, friend of mine, was doing a, a birthday party, and they were playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle. 
mm-hmm. they had to storm this castle or whatever. They didn't wonder what they're using. I just happened to get from a garage sale or whatever these pieces from an old He-Man action set. So they actually got to storm Castle Greyhawk <laughs> or awesome. Castle Grayskull. Yeah, so, close enough. <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, I, I, you... love, I, lo- I like props when I can have them. When I used to give it my own house, because we don't, I don't have enough space to game here in this place, but I used to build my own little things like DM Scotty would do out of, but I didn't use cardboard. I was using like styrofoam and things like that I could find <laughs> off of boxes, gluing things together, like little traps and stuff like that. It was kind of fun, but. You know what's handy for like a, a, on a map, like dungeons? Um, go to, don't go to like Toys R Us and buy the, the game, but go to like a dollar store where they have the imitation Jenga games. <laughs> I bought two of those, painted them gray, took a pen and drew like stones and stuff on them. I got dungeon walls. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. yeah, there we go. Glenn giving yeah. great ideas out to everybody since 2001. Thank you. <laughs> Old man Grognard on YouTube. So. <laughs> Glenn with his cheap pop. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Get it while you can. Hey, hey, look. On AdSense, I made a whole 15 bucks off that show. We here at Bob Games Productions do not condone the actions of Glenn Hallstrom at this time. <laughs> and this is why we have HR on roll, roll for initiative, because of people like Glenn. Yeah. And Crispy. This is why, I, this is why I'm not on roll for, for Yeah, initiative. like last show, I was like, we were talking about uh, uh, Ed Greenwood. I was like, you're going to have to mute me for a second. <laughs> or bleep me. Yeah, Crispy. I ended up not saying it. Good for you. So what about, um, Glenn, you're big on this, because I've played in a couple of your games at North Texas and online. You're big with voices. I have to be. I'm an actor. You're an actor? No, you're a, what is it, a, a thespian. Yeah, he's actor. been blessed with this unbelievable yeah, but... acting talent. I was, I was a thespian, but then I took, I took these big pills and it went away. Uh, so... That's prostate. Um, now he lives in the van down by the river. River, yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do you recommend for people out there, Glenn, who can't do voices? And what can they do to help improve? Do them anyway. No. Do them uh, anyway. Okay, fine. No, some uh, people just can't uh, do voices at all, and they're, like, embarrassed, or they have no well, clue. Well, let me, let me put it this way. Whether you do a voice or not doesn't mean you have to do the voice. What I'm saying is you should try and do the voice. Okay. Did you know... Hank Azaria, yes, um, for The Simpsons, says two-thirds of his voices for The Simpsons are bad imitations of, you know, real movie stars. Oh, yeah? Like his Chief Wiggum is a bad imitation of Edward G. Robinson. <laughs> really? And he says, well, it works for me, so I keep doing it. So that's what I'm saying. Even if you're bad, they don't have to know who it is, as long as it's the character. Well, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Do you think voices really inspire more role playing, or you think it oh, makes people yes. feel? Like... Hell yes! I, I've said in my my videos before. I said, look, to me, I go balls out on doing the voice. <laughs> balls so out. So bleep it. So bleep it. Uh-huh. Um, I just do it. And I just do as best I can. I affect the character. I affect the mannerisms. And I found out that nine times out of ten. If I stepped up with the play and do it through the character, the players will match me. They will they will bring it. They will they will rise to the occasion. I've had so many um, 
game sessions like um, when we did gangbusters uh, you know they caught some of the criminals and I was playing the you know I was playing the criminals they brought them back they started sweating the perp I start playing it and all of a sudden I get some guy coming over around my DM screen leaning on the table trying to sweat me and it's like yeah I got him now so they're all all of a sudden they're all trying to outdo each other it's just like this is great i love it <laughs> i did find it entertaining when we played last year at north texas you were doing all the the uh, we were playing gangbusters you were doing the secretary voices of the women that kept cracking <laughs> me up okay tuts <laughs> <laughs> well you know you you gotta commit when you're looking yeah either go big like like full-on says go big or go home mm-hmm. um i did the basic dnd uh game two years ago at the con where i played a drunken vampire and uh it was it was peter o'toole from and uh, all of a sudden you know i got people you know starting to talk to me in character and i could tell there i'm not i i can tell it's gotten to the point where i can tell as a gm whether somebody's just talking to me as a player or talking in character yeah i think that's one of the benefits of everyone doing voices is uh-huh. like you can tell when someone is is in character because they're doing yeah. their voice. Yeah, you can tell when they're on, and they're yeah. not. So you could, and, and it's good because then you can tell what what the meta game is, what's happening. You know, mm-hmm. you know, and they'll say stuff like, "Well, is he buying it?" You don't know. And I'll roll, and I said, then he answers, and I answer the way the character would, back and forth, back and forth, and then you know. All of a sudden, we got role playing going on, which is a good thing. <gasps> yeah, even even in the middle of battle, if you want to role play a little, that's fine. Just a little. I mean, I don't want to stop everything to. Okay, let's have an intelligent conversation with this ogre. Yes. It's like talking. To, it's like talking to the Swedish chip. <laughs> I had an instance like that. Um in my like old group's first game together where um, uh-huh. some dwarves were hiring them out to do something uh-huh. and uh, none of them spoke dwarvish so when it came time for the dwarves to speak to each other i made up some gibberish uh-huh. and then uh there were a couple words that i had to like to throw in because it's like oh dwarves wouldn't of course they don't have a word for this right. uh the word was share and tim <laughs> tells the story all the time he's like yeah and the dwarves were like share oh. they had to use the common word for it that's like here in texas when i hear people speaking spanish it's like blah, 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 laptop <laughs> always makes me laugh oh okay you're good okay you're gonna have to bleep this but i'm gonna tell it no don't and my no yeah i have to bleep I do. bleep yourself glenn oh come on come on i have to fine all right i'll 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 do as best i can we're playing uh we are playing uh, Savage Worlds Thrilling Tales Adventure, which is pulp. Right. Uh, typical Indiana Jones. And one of the characters was a private eye. And they were going all over the world looking for this effect the Nazis wanted. You know, the typical Indiana Jones stuff. And they ca- came to this fencing school in, I think, uh, uh, Austria, where this German who was running it, who was obviously working for the Nazis, because he was German or whatever. Mm. And 
and the private eye decides he wants to fence him in front of the class, you know, just to, you know, he basically taunted him into doing it because he was real good at like, all right, you don't think I could do it, I'll do it, you know, that kind of thing. And the guy just, I, I do this like five minute speech about, and I'm doing the pose and I have the riposte and everything and just, just tearing him down. Ah, oh, you're American. You're Americans. You don't know how to do it here like that. And I said, and I expected some kind of like, because he made his role because he was going to punch him. Yeah. And I expected him to do, okay, what do you say? He just goes, Nazis, boom. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. Well, but he was in character. That's the thing. It was great. It was a five minute thing. Nazi, boom. <laughs> yeah, I think a, a good thing with doing voices, uh, that kind of what, what Glenn was just illustrating is that whenever I DM, I don't have a chair. Like I'm standing up the whole time, so I can be animated and and get people. I into do a little it. of both. Yeah. Oh, you can tell I'm standing. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, I've learned not to sit down as much unless I get tired now. So I have a chair there, but yeah, I yeah. get tired. So. Well, I know you're um, old, so. I'm an old man, you know. Um, so uh, moving on, but, how much uh, how much role playing should you? Or how often should you put it in your game? Should you do a lot of role playing, or do you think it depends on the group? I think it depends on the group. Uh, what I've been doing recently is uh, I've kind of the groups I've been with have been newer people or people who you know don't have that sort of hammy hamminess that my old group used to have, where we're all just trying to make each other laugh yeah. constantly. Yeah, um, uh. and we're super comfortable, so we don't have to worry about looking like an idiot. So uh, uh. <laughs> lately, I've been going like kind of a 50-50 blend of, you know, doing voices and, and being animated and just kind of doing, like, a narrative description, like, kind of going good. more storytelling, like, oh, he, you know, uh, the he says in his wise old voice kind of stuff. Uh-huh. <clears throat> that's that's good. That's good. Um, I've always liked, as, as a player in a DM, I always liked a blend of combat and role-playing. I don't like all one or all the other. So yeah, that's that's a good thing. Hmm. You sound like Mike. Hmm. Taco. Oh, sorry. Taco. <laughs> taco. I forgot about Taco. Taco. Yes. <laughs> you know, we've all experienced the quiet players in the group that don't do any role playing or really don't do much of anything except sit there and just kind of go. Uh-huh. I follow. I'll do that. I'll roll my dice. I hit him. How do we get those guys more animated? Um, light a fire under their chair? I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, if there's a way, I haven't figured it out yet in 15 years. Wow, Crispy, 15 years. I mean, Saturday, Saturday's, Saturday's game, I had this one guy sit right to the left of me who, like, is quiet anyway, and it's like every time, you know, they've been doing stuff, and they're talking and stuff like that, I keep looking at him going, is he involved or not? I can't tell. You know, and he, but he would do stuff. I mean, he would, but he was like, he's, it's one of those people who like, he's not afraid to do stuff, but he's just quiet. Yeah. I don't know. Like you kind of have to worry about like, if they're engaged in the game, I think that's the biggest problem is like, is this person actually into this? And, you know, people engage with it in different ways. Like uh, my buddy John and his, his like regular group, they have this kid, Patrick, that they play with. Right. Is he a starfish? Oh, sorry. He is, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I like to role play. 
Sorry. He's very quiet, and uh, you know he he's he's just super duper quiet, but he participates in his own way, and you know he yes. engages with. I think he engages in the game differently because he's always like drawing what they're doing, and sort of you know sketching out stuff that's nice. relevant to the game. So, uh, I don't know. I guess like try to involve them more if you can, but I don't know if you can force them to, you know be Mr. Voice's animated exciting actor guy. See, I've had I've had enough people drop a game for not really getting to shine. So the people are hogging so, their time and they don't get enough spotlight so they I mean, yeah. yeah, that's why if you got like five people at the table for going like going to town and having fun and each one gets shot and he's just sitting there, you start wondering, hmm. Yeah. But I, I give him enough time air time. I don't know. I, I come from the mindset of like, if you want spotlight time, you need to demand spotlight time. You need to like do stuff and have goals and be proactive. Because I'm, you know, yeah. I don't know. I don't you know. You gotta what turn to the DM and go. I want to do. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you know, not to humble brag, but I I have the opposite thing when I'm a player, where it's like uh -huh. I I'm always like, am I taking up too much time? Am I like, is this just me and the DM playing the game? Because, you know, I, well, you guys have played with me. I'm, I'm super animated and I, right, right. I do voices and Trask. Right. Yeah, I do wacky stuff and try to make people laugh. Oh, so, yes, like, I remember that. <laughs> our, our dueling, uh, dueling, um, Hunter S. Thompson's. Oh, jeez. Oh, yeah. The X2 game. Oh, yeah. I remember doing the whole thing of the princess. <laughs> Sounding like an old body Python woman. <laughs> Yeah, you're you're right up there. You're you're just you're you're, you know. What? Well, I mean, he's super animated, and he really. Oh, but yeah, yeah, if you get especially if you're like a twenty and stuff, it's hard, even harder to judge. Mm-hmm. Because you can't see him. Yeah, when you're just playing a game through Skype or something like that. Yeah, and uh, you know, I had to teach that to my grandson Gage too. Yeah. I mean, th that one time he was going to break, the, in that Labyrinth Lord game where he was going to break uh, that uh, Mirror of Life Trapping, he, he turned to me and go, Grandpa, I want to break the Mirror of Life Trapping while everybody's arguing. And I, Matt was running at this point to Matt. He says, don't tell me, tell him. And he told him, and it's like, yeah, that's what you're supposed to do right there. Get involved. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes you got to also... teach him. Yeah, it's also nice, uh, like, kind of going off of your Roll20 or Skype thing. Like, yeah, I think that's a benefit of playing in person, aside from everyone, you know, being around. It's just that energy that you can kind of feed. You can you can put out there and have other people feed off and feed back off. Right. Really, I think it elevates. It does. It does. Um, and, you know, uh, unless you're, like, on camera, that's mm -hmm. about it, you know. Um, you know, our... Uh, our two uh, Marvel games. Remember our two Marvel games? Yes. We were. That was really, really animated. The one where you played Spider-Man. Remember that? Yeah, we were just we just talked about that on RFI a couple weeks ago. Did you? Yeah. Spider-Man. That was fun. <laughs> I could never recreate that. Damn. Uh, <laughs> You'll live. I guess I will. Yeah. You're a good Glenn. You'll live. Thank you. You folks having fun out there? I can't tell. I can't see you. Like to shine on the show. Okay. Fine. Yeah. Just, just checking. 
I've been wanting to kind of do lately, and I, you know, I, I've seen it, it comes up in like the lazy DM. It also comes up in um, ah, what the heck is it called? Uh, Play Dirty by John Wick uh-huh. uh, is having the the players take over other NPCs for you. I've done that. It's great. Yeah, I want to do it. No one in my group will do it. They're they're a bunch of babies. They're a bunch of have you have you played have you played a bunch of dumb millennials? (laughs) Wow, crispy. Have you played any Savage Worlds? No. They encourage that. Yeah, that's that sounds so cool. When we did that pulp game, it's like there was a professor there, and it's like okay. Who wants to play the professor? Who wants to play this other guy? Okay, fine. You guys are playing those along with them. I'll do the, some role playing with them, but you know, you guys got the sheet. You guys got the stats and battle. You're doing it, and they did it. They did great. Yeah, in the campaign that I'm in right now, uh, I'm just a player, and uh-huh. uh, I've been doing that. Like I've been taking over. Like when the DM has two NPCs, I'll play one of them with them. Just uh-huh. chime in. We actually uh, came up with just a probably the most memorable character in the game that way. Uh, it's a guy named he was like a bandit his name is uh his name is don juan uh-huh. He's the, the terror of carachas he has a sidekick named sancho who's oh. like his hype man he uh-huh. just is in the background like every time don juan says something he's like oh oh snap i can't believe that he said that oh did you see don juan say that right now <laughs> and then like He'll be like, oh, introducing Don Juan, the hero of Karachas. And then, he'll, oh, Don Juan, I, I heard that he is a great lover and fighter and champion of people. <laughs> I, I also heard that. I can't wait to have my children fathered by Don Juan. <laughs> <laughs> it just, like, anytime Don Juan's on screen, like, one of us at the table takes over Sancho as his hype man. Oh, God. God. It's great. Uh, this Saturday game, we have a necromancer. We got a guy playing a necromancer who has a spell to uh, have an undead servant. Mm-hmm. So one of the, in down down in one of the dungeons they found a bunch of skeletons. He took one of the skeletons as a servant, and now we we all call him Pepe now. <laughs> <laughs> and now all of a sudden he's got a Spanish. He's he's he sounds like Manuel from Faulty Tower. And <laughs> it's go get that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. See. He he does this undead ventriloquism thing. Yeah. See. He goes. You know. Go get this for me. Okay. <laughs> so. Oh, let's let's circle back real quick to this quiet player. Is there yeah, should you kind of encourage or focus more on him, or would you leave him alone? Because I tend to do that when I see a quiet player. I like to focus a little bit more attention on them because maybe they're a little bit more shy, and, or they don't have enough chance well, to jump I, in. I tend up observe, observing mm-hmm. him a lot, and after the game, I would ask him, "What did you think of the game? Mm-hmm. Did you, you know, was was." Were you fine? Did you get enough to do? And you know, I would just so I can see where I'm going with him and yeah. what level of involvement he wants. Because some people don't want very much involvement; they want a little, but that's about it. And then these guys go, "I'm just here to kill orcs," you know, that kind of thing. I don't want to do no stinking role play. Yeah, I'm here to kill orcs. Damn it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I just I quiz him after the sh- I quiz him after the game or before the game for that from the last session. Says, how how was okay? Yeah, because it could be that like they're just indecisive and they're not good with the pressure of you know back and forth. I've had right. a player like that where you know they yeah he was in the game and anytime I would try to give focus to him, it just uh-huh. kind of like. Deer in headlights, kind of thing. Hmm. Yeah, 
Or it's like, you know, I would give you more to do, but anytime that I do, it's like it doesn't really work. You you don't know what to do, and it's like you can do anything. You grind the game to a halt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or just I don't know, maybe make that player uh, if you've got an indecisive person who's kind of quiet, maybe be like, hey, like next week, come to the game with three goals that you want for your character that you want to accomplish. It sounds like 5e. Uh, yeah, that, that's a good. That's one thing I like about 5e. It does encourage that, you know, a little bit more involvement in the game from the player. Um, and then, then you may, or you may have a personal social aspect. I've had those too. You know, they'll they'll kind of play, but they'd rather chit chat. Yeah, I am not a big fan of that. The I'm, bane I'm of the bane of my games yeah I, I, i've i've said this in the past that like i'm I'm here to play D. yeah like i'm here to socialize and hang out but the thing i want to do while i'm hanging out is play D. play D. yeah yeah i i hear you i hear you and those people don't last very long in our game so i we, we tend to weed them out but then there are some people who start that way and then they they latch onto it and they just you know go to town they love it I've had people who didn't hardly, uh, uh, you know, participate at all. They did, you know, they did the fighting thing and they did the combat thing and they did a little tiny, you know, if you asked them to role play. And then afterwards, well, how was it? Oh, it was great. Okay. I'll just keep doing what I'm doing then. Yeah. Fine. You know, <clears throat> you, know you got, it's, it's all human nature, you know? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, anyone have any other ideas? As we wrapping this thing up, um, hit them over the head if they don't say anything. I don't know. That would uh, knock them out completely, and they probably would not say a go. word. Then we could, then we could, you know, steal his stuff, and just like in D and D. There you go. This is what D and D's really like. Wham! Take his stuff. Well, there you have it. Some ways to get to it. encourage role playing in your games. Get people to role play. Why not give us a shout-out? Head over to our uh, website, dgstexas.com, mm-hmm. and uh, give us some feedback. Let us know what you do to encourage role-playing in your game. I'm waiting for somebody to say, yeah, that's how to encourage And that's how to encourage Glenn to get his mic cut off yeah. again. <laughs> oh, I don't need it. I can do that to myself. Yeah. All right, well, we're going to have to say goodnight, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody.